0: I'm here with Elizabeth Rembert, uh, who is a uh, distinguished graduate of our program, uh, one of the best students we've had, um, who was quite active in the DN and other places while she was at uh, at UNL. Um, Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about your job at Bloomberg. Uh, How long have you been doing it and what do you cover there?
1: Sure. So I started with Bloomberg June 2019, and that's when I came in through the finance or through the internship program where I covered finance, which is just um, everything about the big banks like Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs um and from there i was hired into the rotation program where which i just recently exited and so for the rotator program for about a year for the way that it was set up when i went through for about a year you're bouncing around um, to four different teams spending three months on each team and so my first rotation was on the credit team where i was covering Corporate debt and how companies use that to finance um, and then the market of investment bonds how the prices are moving each day watching those kinds of movements. Then I went on to the breaking news team. And then finally, I finished up with agriculture. Um, where I was mostly covering grains markets and doing some more fe- longer feature stories about how the coronavirus has um, impacted food and especially food supply chains and now I'm back on breaking news as my full time placement, which is the way, that breaking, the way that people at Bloomberg describe breaking news is that we're trying to own the first 15 minutes of when a story breaks. And uh, we have breaking news split up into two different workflows. And so one of them is the wires workflow. And that's where we're watching for SEC filings, for press releases, for like web scrapes. And we're looking for news like mergers and acquisitions, management, all of that kind of stuff, new CEOs, CFOs. Um, IPOs, all of that kind of thing. And then on the social side, we're just watching Twitter all day. And those stories are a little bit more abstract. Um, They're less like on the wire side, we're really looking for what, what do investors need to know in order to make their trades? What's gonna move the market? But on the social side, we're also thinking about that. So like if Elon Musk, in all of his craziness, tweets something about Tesla, will always headline anything that Elon Musk tweets because you know, everyone's very interested in that. But we're also looking for things that our general audience might be interested in. So it's a little bit more nuanced than the wire side. We're thinking about um, the fact that most of our clients are in New York. And so maybe we'll write some New York Yankees stories that isn't necessarily going to move the market Um, But the client would be interested in and so the goal with on the breaking news side is to be sending out headlines within seconds of of uh, the stories breaking and then to be sending maybe like really short stories that are like 50 to 150 words within minutes. And we also use a lot of uh, news automation tools. And so these are things that go into these releases as far as like when we're looking at earnings, it'll look at the earnings per share and it'll pull that number out, immediately send a headline, pull all of the other like uh, relevant metrics out and then put that out into a story just immediately within like a 10th of a second. And so that's that's why
0: that's done with artificial intelligence
1: it is yeah yeah so we've we've made up all of these computer programs and all of that kind of stuff that go in and pull that out and it kind of just covers the base for us like you know when when tesla earnings hit when it's really like a really tense time everyone's like thinking about this the investors want to see it immediately it just kind of like covers our bases by getting those immediate metrics out it lets us go into the earnings release and say, okay, we already have EPS out. We can relax a little bit. We can look for, you know, the, the $3 million like charges that they incurred in a lawsuit or something and really use our own human, human journalistic skills to do that because the robots have covered all of the numbers.
0: Very interesting. Now you mentioned that you got the job through an internship. Yeah. How did you get that and how, is, do, how does Bloomberg regard interns?
1: Yeah, so I got it through this class with your help. Um, Through the trip that we took to New York, we visited the Bloomberg office and you really encouraged me to apply. Um, And that really gave me a boost into getting into the internship program and it's about 10 weeks long and it's basically it's I mean, it's really just a 10-week interview process where your team leader, they place you on a team that you've never heard of before. They really try to push you out of your comfort zone. And so you're uncomfortable and your team leader is really looking at how you learn, at how you accept challenges, at how you grasp the data and the material and how you accept the assignments that they give you, but then also how you like start, they're looking at how you start to put it together in your own mind and how you start to pitch your own assignments. Um, And then at the end of the 10 weeks or so, then you can start going into the interview process for the rotator program. Um, But they really, they really value interns. It's really like you can, you really, I really felt like I was a valued member of the team and so many people reach out to help to ask you like how they can help you, especially because the people who are on the teams, they understand that this is a really complicated subject matter and that you're probably coming in with no experience. There's a lot of compassion there. And there's also a lot of people who are working at Bloomberg full-time who came from the internship program as well. So not only do they understand, you know, oh yeah, this is a really complicated beat, but they also literally understand where you were.
0: So Bloomberg treats its internship program really as a kind of a screening device for, Getting full-time employees, which is somewhat different yeah. than other internship programs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a pipeline. It's a really, it's a really stressful pipeline, but it is a pretty seamless pipeline where there are steps to getting. And I know that that's not the case at a lot of other agencies, like Reuters, for example, like our biggest competitor. They, I've had some of my now, you know, colleagues go through those internship processes, and at the end they say we like. Like hard line, we do not hire from this. We want you to go out in five years, come back, and we'll and we'll talk about a full-time position. Whereas at Bloomberg, they're really looking at how they're investing in you and how how to move forward with you if they're interested. So
0: Bloomberg really wants to grow its own.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So what do you like most about your job now? You're on the breaking news desk. What do you like about it?
1: I really like the adrenaline. There's a lot. Like I like I told you how. Um, how fast things go. I'm not naturally a very competitive person, which is like a mortal sin in journalism, you know, everyone really is trying to get the scoop. And so I'm really happy to be in an environment where um, where competition really matters. Like every every week, one of the managing editors on Breaking News will send around a note showing what stories we won on and what stories we lost on compared to how fast our competition got it out. And oftentimes it's like the, the wins that we get are, five seconds, you know, so it really, it really, really, time really matters. Um, So I'm happy to be in an environment where I'm able to hone those competitive skills. Um, I also really like it because I'm working with all areas of news. I'm not siloed into a beat becoming an expert in some kind of uh, in some kind of like really specific topic. I'm happy that within my day, I can send headlines on like FDA drug drug studies, mergers and acquisitions, a tech IPO. Um, The other day I wrote a story about how the Wells Fargo CEO made these comments on um, like black limit, there was limited black talent to pull from. So you also get those kinds of interesting human interest stories, not just necessarily like all numbers stories. So I'm really happy that I can kind of have that that perspective on all of the topics in the newsroom and also be like establishing relationships with editors all across the newsroom as well instead of just getting sunk into into one topic
0: what do you think of the people you're working
1: with i really like them that's that was one thing about the rotation program is going around the newsroom um there's definitely topics that you see where you're like no i'm not comfortable with this at all i don't see a future for myself here but you really like the team inevitably of of all every team that i was on i really loved the people and same thing on breaking news even though it's a really it's a really intense environment as far as the speed and the tools that you're handling but everyone is really encouraging and not only are they encouraging within the breaking news workflow they're also encouraging you to try and find something else that you're passionate about like a topic that you might want to delve deeper into maybe on the breaking news workflow, you're not getting as much of the journalistic sourcing, all of that kind of, you're not out on the streets reporting, but they encourage you to try and find those passions. And so they're not only encouraging to you to do your job well, but also to try and find ways to enrich yourself with what you're working on.
0: And they're fairly smart people.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's re- And it's really interesting because at Bloomberg, it, it doesn't feel like there's a there's really diverse people as well. like there's you know demographically diverse but then there's also like my team leader right now he um he, his background is in mechanical engineering not journalism so he he brings like that technical that technical background for these tools and so they're really smart and they're smart in a lot of different ways
0: so business journalism is a niche area in the field overall if you will in journalism so why should students consider going into into that as opposed to some other area in journalism
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, money is behind everything. And that's an easy answer. So being able to understand the money, the globalization, the change, the rapidly changing commerce and markets that are happening right now that impact all of our lives, even if we don't, if we're unconscious of it. I think being able to understand that, monitor it, investigate it. And then also, and then be able to report back to, you know, the people who are making decisions as as far as policy leaders and business leaders and investment people who are making those decisions. And then also to, you know, the stories that end up on Bloomberg.com to people to the wider audience kind of explain how this is affecting their lives, like, like the supply chain things that I reported on um, when I was on the agriculture team, like explaining why meat prices had gone up so much. Explaining all of the machinations behind that, I think, is really interesting. I think also that business journalism gives you a lot of opportunity um, to excel at the data side of it, with the numbers, the graphs, you know, going through the spreadsheets. But then also, you're doing, you're still doing the storytelling of it, of the power, the dynamics between people. You're getting, you're getting those charts, but you're also, people are also really interested in like, you know, the words that were exchanged through a deal or the lengths that an entrepreneur has to go through. So you're still, you're able to be really analytical and smart with the numbers, but you're still able to do the like reporting on the street, the hard, hard nosed kind of like looking for color kind of thing as well, which humanizing those numbers in some way. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, so many areas in journalism are having really tough times right now, as you know, particularly newspaper newspapers. Why is an organization like Bloomberg a better bet for the future?
1: Well, I don't want to jinx myself and be like, I feel totally secure. Um, but they did tell us, you know, early on in the pandemic that um, they weren't seeing any pandemic related layoffs and that we could feel secure in our job that way. Uh, Bloomberg is unique because Bloomberg News isn't what's generating profit for the organization. It's clients are paying $24,000 a year for access to the terminal, which is. Um, Just like basically a computer software system with all kinds of financial information on it, of which Bloomberg News, like the stories that we put out, is a small part of. So I think that we have a lot of security in knowing that it is a profitable company and that this company isn't looking at us to make money. It's also Um, not
0: depending on advertising, is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, no advertising either. Um, so Except that then so,
0: certain magazine products but uh,
1: sure yeah but that's a, that's a small part it's the terminal that's really the money maker um, so that so that gives me a lot of security in knowing that it's not the same story as a lot of the other parts of the journalism industry um, and then I also think that going back to what I said where, At Bloomberg, you um, are able to, and in business journalism in general, you're able to show that you have mastered the data side and that you've mastered the storytelling side in your stories. I think that that just gives you a lot of, like, resume, that's a really good resume booster, and it is just an indication of what kind of skilled journalist you are.
0: And Bloomberg is also global, so um, somebody like you who speaks Arabic can look toward a career that might involve foreign correspondence. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, that and that was another thing that really, really drew me to Bloomberg is that it's it's incredibly seamless to try and get a job in another bureau. I mean, obviously, there's all of the, you know, life complications of moving to a different country. But as far as jobs being open and them being accepting of you, it's, it's a really great company if you want to work abroad
0: it's truly a global operation i mean it has scores and scores of bureaus around the world Um, have you dealt with corporate pr and investor relations folks and and if so what do you find most helpful and what do you find least helpful about them
1: i have and i've gone through some trainings with you know senior reporters at bloomberg who can speak on this better than me and they've told they've told us like the big line is that they're not your friend but they're also not your enemy and that there's ways you can work together um so I found it helpful when they do send you a lot of email pitches just constantly um, and sometimes they will be offering you access to a source that you have been wanting to so maybe on on agriculture um, one of the reporters i was working with she got a pitch to talk to the kellogg's ceo from a pr person and so she took him up on the she took him up on the, um, on the pitch, and she got this interview. And she didn't necessarily write anything from that interview, but she did make that connection. Um, and she was able to eventually cut out the PR person from it in order to have direct access to the CEO because they had made that relationship. She had gotten their contact information. Um, so they can be really helpful in providing that first step to getting to a source. Uh, they can also be helpful when you do... When you introduce yourself, if you are new on a beat um, and you want to brainstorm ideas, um, they're just—it's about you know building that relationship just as much as with a source. But it can—they it, are unhelpful when you might email a source directly and then they send it over to a PR person and you get a PR email back to you and you're like, ah, why did you do that? Because then you have to go through the rigmarole and they might sit on an interview with you, which is discouraging because they might cut off questions. Um, So I think you just have to be clear about what you're trying to do and what they're trying to do. But sometimes, you know, if there's been times when I've been trying to report out a story and a PR person will say, no, they're not going to talk to you about this or like they're not going to offer you more information about this. And it's really frustrating that they're completely denying your answers for that. But it can also be encouraging in that you're like, "Okay, now I'm really on to something because... They are being a little bit more guarded about this. So
0: inadvertently, they can be helpful at
1: times. Yeah, definitely. But I think that you, I think that there is a little bit of trying to get around them for sure.
0: <laughs> um. Finally, do you have any advice for students?
1: Yeah, I, I would say it's really easy to be. I mean, I was intimidated to work at Bloomberg, and my first day of the internship, I felt really lost. Um, but try not to be intimidated because really at its heart, what they're looking for and what they want you to be is a good journalist. And that just comes down to everything that I learned at UNL as far as being curious, like asking the questions that I'm interested in um, naturally, um, just doing a good job of reporting and being determined. Um, So first I would say, just try to be a good journalist. And in order to do that, I feel like the way that I tried to be a good journalist in college was just writing a lot and writing for the daily nebraskan and trying to do the best i could in my reporting classes just taking stories seriously um, another thing i would say is to not another way that i've i've felt in- intimidated in these circles is because it's really um filled with people who are from the east coast have gone to impressive schools and know each other it's a very tight circle like community but they're really interested in in diversity of perspectives not necessarily just meaning you know demographic or like race and gender and that kind of stuff they're also really interested to hear what someone from nebraska who grew up on a farm has to say um so that's been that's been definitely a strength for me um in my year at the at the company and then my and then i think my biggest piece of advice is just be absolutely willing to try anything and 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 this is my actual biggest piece of advice just learn how to take like criticism and constructive feedback just let it like roll off your shoulders don't take it personally and learn how to grow from it because that's that's what you need to do especially at a place like bloomberg where you're just learning constantly
0: this is very helpful elizabeth rembert uh, an emerging star now at bloomberg, uh. <laughs> bloomberg news